0: Psalm 46 God, you're such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You're a proven help in times of trouble. More than enough and always available whenever I need you. So we will never fear, even if every structure of support were to crumble away. We will not fear, even when the earth shakes and quakes, moving mountains and casting them into the sea for the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. Pause in his presence. God has a constantly flowing river. whose sparkling streams bring joy
1: and delight to his people.
0: His river flows right through the city of God most high into his holy dwelling places. God is in the midst of his city, secure and never shaken. At daybreak, his help will be seen with the appearing of the dawn. When the nations are in uproar with their tottering kingdoms, God simply raises his voice and the earth begins to disintegrate before him.
1: Here he comes, comes. the commander.
0: The mighty lord of angel armies is on our side the god of jacob fights for us pause in his presence everyone look everyone look everyone look come and see the breathtaking wonders of our god for he brings both ruin and revival he's the one who makes conflicts end throughout the earth breaking and burning every weapon of war surrender your anxiety surrender your anxiety surrender your anxiety Be silent silent and stop stop your striving. You will see that I am God I am the God above all the nations and I will be exalted throughout the whole earth Here he stands here. He stands here. He stands the commander the mighty Lord of angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us, amen.
1: That is an amazing psalm, amen. Psalm 46, we're gonna be talking about that in just a few minutes. Now, I don't know about you, but I used to love school playtime. It was my favorite part of the school day when we could burst out of classrooms and go crazy. And of course, the game we all grew up playing was the game of it running around. Whoever was it, uh, whoever was it, kind of tag in some cultures. Uh, the, 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 The aim of the game is to get someone so that they are it. And we used to have, in the middle of our playground, we used to have this uh, oak tree just on the edge of the playground. And that was home. The oak tree was actually the place where if you were touching the oak tree, then no one could get you. I don't know if you ever had that, uh, had that home. In fact, our kids grew up and it was homey. I don't know why they had to add the extra uh, syllable, but it was homey. And if they were con- in contact with homey, then no one could get them. You see, uh, we play these games, but actually they play on really ancient kind of uh, insecurities really. Those insecurities are, uh, they're brought out of kind of the fear of being got, of our enemies getting us. And thinking back to the playground kind of setting, uh, we, we, we play a game, but actually some of the games we play are not that clever. In fact, when we get bullied, imagine the scene that a child is getting bullied by some monster who's always nasty them through the day. But, but when the child gets to their mum or their dad at the school gate, they wrap their, uh, imagine that, just wrapping their arms around the, the strong leg of their mum or dad. And when they're with mum or dad or the person who's picked them up, they are safe. In fact, they're home. And the bully isn't so bold anymore when mum or dad are around. I wanna talk to you today about finding the place where our hearts are home. We have a place that we can call home. I wonder if you are aware of the place where your heart finds a place of security. Now, home is a place where we can do this. We can kind of shut the door and we can feel secure. It's locked. Whatever's happening outside actually uh, changes in its complexion because we are home, because we are safe. I wonder if we recognise, maybe we we see this in films and, and what we watch on TV, we can see actually as we go into our home, my home, we can see that on movies that we watch and in battle scenes, the famous scenes, we see that actually the aim is to hide away from the enemy because we have a really powerful enemy that's against us. And great scenes in Star Wars or Narnia or other scenes, the, when the enemy is attacking, actually there are times where you need to know where the safe place is to hide. I've got memories of Star Wars actually, when, uh, when the stormtroopers Return the Jedi, and actually the aim is to hide away from the stormtroopers are trying to take life and trying to destroy. I want to encourage you today as we're thinking at the beginning of this season about what it means to learn how to pray. I want to encourage you and I together to consider what it means to pause and find our hearts home. This is where I find a place to pause. This is where I find my heart's home. I'll explain to you what I mean. So, probably like you, I'm an activist. I want to be effective with my days. I want to go and do things. I want to be involved in changing the world. But here is the place where I'm learning, and I'm still learning. And I'm praying all the time, Lord, please teach me how to pray. And as you know, during the month of May, we're looking at the acronym that Pete Gregg from 24-7 encourages us to consider, and that is P-R-A-Y. And the first, for pray, the first thing is to pause, to stop. This is where I'm learning to stop. It's not even the most comfortable chair in the house, it's just a corner of a room, but it's a place where before anything else happens in the day, I just take a minute or two to stop. And I want to encourage you to find that place, You see, Psalm 46 encourages us in verse 10 to be still and to know that He's God. But it's in the context of raging battles. In fact, in verse 1, this is what uh, the Psalm says this is in the New Living Translation God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. God is our refuge. Now, this is a psalm that's kind of about Zion, about the city of Jerusalem. But, but Jerusalem is not Israel's hiding place. Actually, the Lord is the fortress. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the Asians roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble. Then he goes on to say in verse 7, The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. He's our home. This psalm is brilliant because it's like pointing to God. He's our home. He's our safe place. In our prayer lives, we must learn to begin in the hiding place of knowing that God is our fortress. And that's my prayer for you, that you understand that before we start doing loads of stuff, before we pray loads of powerful prayers, the most powerful and significant thing we can begin to do is nothing. So the voice of the psalmist says, here's God. He's amazing. He caused the nations to tremble. In fact, he destroys the instruments of battle. He's that powerful. He stops the nations being at war. He's an awesome, powerful God. And then in verse 10 is the voice I want to focus on, the voice of God. God, in verse 10, powerfully, his voice booms in two directions and he says this and these might be familiar words with us he says be still and know that i am god i will be honored by every nation i will be honored throughout the world god speaks he interrupts the psalmist and he says be still he says actually the hebrew the hebrew word is rafa which actually means to sink or to stop to cease it's like a a, a bird that's been flapping its wings allowing the wings to fall down its side be still stop flapping stop fighting stop let your hands be emptied this is the invitation and instruction of the lord be still stop do nothing And know and acknowledge that I am God that's what the Lord says to Israel be still stop but also and I love this also the word of the Lord is to the enemies because a bit like us being like children wrapping our arms around the leg of our heavenly father when we're with him we're safe when we're in him as a fortress we're safe and so the, the Lord uh, speaks our, over our enemies, the bullies. And he says, be still and know that I am God. He says, I will be honoured by every nation. I will be honoured throughout the world. That's the voice of the Lord. It's like, enough, enemy. Whatever your enemy is, whatever is trying to attack you, my brother and my sister, can I encourage you to know that when you hide in God, you hide in the one who is the undisputed champion of the universe. He has never, ultimately never lost a battle. Even the cross, which looked like a defeat, was actually one stage of the greatest victory of all, the victory over the grave. And we'll celebrate that in communion. We celebrate his victory over the grave. God is victorious. And when we hide in him, His voice over all of our enemies is, be still, stand back, and know that I am the Lord. That's the essence of this psalm. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. He's that close. Verse 11, the God of Israel is our fortress. I want to ask you today, is he your fortress? Is he the place that we hide? Is he the place where we go home to? And if he is, then maybe in the pattern of our prayer, we can learn to begin in this hiding place by pausing. If we're going to learn how to pray, we need to learn how first to pause. And that means to to say nothing. In fact, it means before we speak, to listen. It's like when we enter the call, we go in on mute before we unmute ourselves. We go in in silence. I don't know about you, but I sometimes love the sound of my own voice. Maybe it comes with being a preacher, I don't know. But sometimes we talk too quickly. I know I do. And definitely, I need to learn to just be silent. You can do this, even if you are struggling with the challenges of single parenthood. Even if your day seems to be chaotic from beginning to end, I bet you could find A moment, a minute or two, or sit and be in the presence of the Lord. To become aware of your breathing, to slow down your breathing, to be aware of the breath that you're taking and to exhale slowly. And then as Pete Gregg encourages us through uh, a brilliant app called Lectio 365 and through the teaching in the book How to Pray, he talks about To bring our scattered senses into the presence of God, I'd encourage you to learn with me what it means to pause before we speak, to listen. That's the beginning of a time really spent aware of the presence of God. And before we start anything, to stop. And before we go, Even if what we're going to do is the work of the Lord, even before we go to hide, before we get active to stay, before we leave our homes to stay and be aware of the presence of God. When we did our straw poll, one of the things that uh, most of you said was a big deal, not only focusing, finding time to focus in prayer, I encourage you to, even this week, begin and try and form new habits. The second thing was a sense of connection. Well, perhaps we can all connect more if we begin by saying less and doing less. Just sit. Call on God as your Father. Pause. So before we speak, we need to listen. Before we start, we need to stop. Before we go, we need to stay. And I believe that will help us a great deal in growing in our prayer life together, even when we meet together, is just to to pause and be aware of the presence of God, because He stands over us, victorious, and the nations melt, and the enemy cowers. As James says, resist the devil and he will flee. He will flee when you're standing and aware and hiding in the presence of God. Now we think about Jesus, Jesus not only modeled this but it's quite amazing that he modeled this and he taught it. He had a certain place in Luke chapter 11 says Jesus was in a certain place praying. Maybe Jesus had his favorite places to go and pray and then his disciples found oh that's where Jesus goes to pray. Don't you find it amazing that Jesus who is at one with God is God himself still prioritized time with his father, time away from everyone else, time to simply be with the father. Many times he withdrew from everyone else to go and pray. So he found a place of stillness. He, he's the one in, in Mark 4 that said to the storm, be still. But he could only do that because he actually modeled in his relationship with his father what it meant to be still In his presence, to pause, to stop his ministry, as awesome as it was. Well, if Jesus needed to do that, then you and I need to do that, whatever we put our day to. Jesus grew up being aware of Psalm 16, which begins with this call for us to find our refuge in God. I I will find, Lord, I, I go to you to keep me safe. Jesus knew that the Father was his safe place, and so can you and I. Now, in Matthew chapter 6, there's uh, this teaching in the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus starts talking about prayer. And he makes the point that the Pharisees are in the marketplace with their elaborate prayers. They're kind of like uh, the... the I don't know, they're the ones with the biggest hits on the internet in terms of their prayer. Everyone knows they pray amazing prayers. And Jesus says, no, for you when you pray, go into a prayer closet. Now, for the, the Greeks, and actually in the Greek it's described as like a storeroom or a kind of a closet, a room, as we might understand the, the room under the stairs. And perhaps there is some truth in that. But for the, the, the Jewish people, they might remember the rabbinical tradition of the talit. The talit was actually a shawl that was um, worn by those who were devout in their faith and trust in the Lord, and uh, they have uh, tassels on the end of them. and uh, And these the special kind of shawls were to be uh, were called the talit. And maybe for some, when they heard Jesus talk about when you pray, go into your talit, maybe they thought, and maybe this was a practice that they'd seen. He says, talks about bringing the shawl over their head. In other words, shutting the outside world out, pausing of saying anything and bringing themselves into a hidden place where it's them with Father God. That reminds me, and I'll finish with this story, that reminds me of a lady called Susanna. You might not have heard her name before. You might not have heard of her before but she was quite a remarkable woman. In, if you'd been going past her, the rectory in Epworth between 1700 and 1720, if you looked in the kitchen door, you might have seen quite a strange scene. You might have seen 10 kids running around, some of them being homeschooled. Even the girls, the daughters were homeschooled. And you might see in the corner of the kitchen, Susanna with her apron over her head. Now, uh, her husband was a rector, not a very good one by most accounts, um, and and yet she was bringing her children up as best she could to study the scriptures and to love God and to worship. But every child knew that when mum had her apron over her head to leave her alone. Amazing woman. She prayed, a warrior of prayer. Guess what? Two of her children, you will recognise their name, John and Charles. You see, Susanna was Susanna Wesley. And two of those children that learned how to pray by watching her pray were John and Charles Wesley. Rarely have any people had the same kind of impact as they have had on the whole of the Christian faith and its expression in the Western world and beyond. John and Charles Wesley grew up with a mum who knew what it meant to pause and to cut away from all the chaos around. I pray that you and I would learn something about this more, being activist and missional and wanting to change the world, all that stuff is really good. Let's come on, let's let's transform communities with the love of God. We've got there's so much hurt and help that is so much hurt that needs healing, so much help that is needed in our world, in our society. There's so much for us to do, friends. So much God wants to do through us, church but perhaps the most effective thing that we can do in this lockdown season and even beyond that is ask the Lord, teach me how to pray. And then in him learning, recognise the importance of pausing. Before, and we'll talk about this next time, rejoice and reflect before we ask him anything. And before we learn what it means to yield, the P stands for pause. Perhaps you and I can learn what it means in new ways, to new depths, to pause in the presence of our victorious God. So before we finish and pray, I want to invite you to consider where your heart's home is. If you're watching this, it doesn't matter where you are, anywhere in the world, it doesn't matter what you've done, whatever shame kind of wars within you, whatever insecurities you struggle with in the past, I want to encourage you in this moment I want to invite you, as Jesus invites you, to find your home in God who is the the strong place, the fortress. The place where you can know for eternity that you're safe. And all you need to do that is simply accept the invitation. You don't even need to do a lot. You just need to say yes to the God who invites you to find your home in him. In a moment, I'm going to invite you and lead you in a prayer. And this prayer is a a simple way of saying yes to Jesus. If you've never done this before, then please join me in a simple prayer. Dear God, I thank you for the invitation you give me today. I'm sorry for wandering and fighting in my own strength. And in this moment, I give my life to you. I choose to follow you and ask you to teach me your ways. May I find my home in you today and always. Because Jesus died and rose again for me. Lord, make heaven my home. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I'd love for you to do something really simple. And that is to send us an email. It's the safest and best way for us to do this. And by emailing us, one of our ministry team will gently contact you and help you along the next stage of your journey. The email address is prayer at wellspring-church.org. Please do give us an email and we'd love to contact you and to help you along your journey. And as for the rest of us, Perhaps we can finish with a simple prayer, asking the Lord Jesus to teach us how to pray. So Father, thank you for teaching us as a church family. Thank you for teaching me and inviting me to learn more of what it means to pray. And Lord, our desire today is that we would learn to pause. Teach us to stop before we start each day. Teach us to find our home in you. Lord, teach us how to pray. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening and God bless you.